Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Being nice helps. That's another thing people forget to do. Um, being nice to being meaning being nice to realist relationships are everything. Um, even in getting even in getting a loan, relationship can be everything. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategy. In this episode, we are back with Zaki Amir, a self-made property millionaire whose mission is to share his knowledge and investment strategies to benefit others. Learn the steps he's taken to build a $3 million property portfolio, detailing what mistakes not to make and how building winning relationships can make a huge difference in property investment. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. In an unfortunate situation with his family back in Sri Lanka, Amir was left stranded as an international student in Australia with no financial aid and no money to back his living expenses nor education. In his struggle to make money, Amir looked to investment. Well, for, for me personally, you know, my reason is I didn't know the know-how of how to do it, um, which is very unfortunate because we meet a lot of clients or, or customers who don't do it or don't buy and still haven't bought. And I guess I'm doing my job, which is if someone taught me a a while ago, I probably would have started earlier. And so I'm kind of giving back what didn't work for me, which was to help other people, you know, help themselves sort of thing. But unfortunately, even if majority, even if I do teach them and show them everything I can show, still won't do it. And, uh, and that just comes back to fears, you know, and, and your surrounding situation, but it's still not an excuse because, um, I could have used whatever excuse I wanted and still stayed where I am. In mentoring clients, Ami has realized that there are three particular groups of investors, one of which he hopes will take on his advice more seriously. Well, I think I put them in different, say, different baskets of customers or clients. There's one basket which is very minority, which is I'd say the 1%, uh, 1% which is like me, who's looking and says, yep, let's do it. The, the second basket, I would say... Uh, is someone who's bought a property themselves, usually, especially in Australia, as a principal place of residence. And because they b- bought that house themselves, when they meet us and we explain the strategy of equity and all of that, I mean, the average equity in a, in a Sydney property is approximately $600,000. And I started with $30,000. Let's think about that. 
if the average person is six, uh, who owns a house is sitting on $600,000 worth of equity, that's already a lot of properties, which means many people can use their equity and become a 1% uh, financially, but they're not doing it. So, so that's that basket, which is they have equity and they meet us and we share them the strategy and then they do something about it. The third basket, which is the basket of no matter what you tell me, no matter what you show me and what you prove to me, I'm still not going to do anything about it. And we just, you just can't help them. And, and I'm hoping the people who listen, even if you're on the third basket, that I'm not going to do anything about it, would probably go into the second basket and say, hey, maybe I can do something. However, Amir's insider knowledge of the industry did not come naturally. Amir himself admits that there were many mentors who helped him to reach the level of success he has. I think the concept of uh, learning from others started probably around 21 uh, when I was on my own and literally broke, meaning just just eating and going day by day, which could be most people, but for me it was bad. But uh, yeah, I, I was looking, the internet was just starting, YouTube didn't really exist, CDs, so I went to, this, to, to, to one of these groups that were getting together and they would always give me these CDs and these CDs were from... If you look back, Napoleon Rich and and Jim Rohn and 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 I think it was Anthony Robbins also back then. So all of these mentors have helped me. I mean, we still I still get mentored. I mean, I still watch videos on YouTube, except they're they're, they're much more accessible. And but the, but here's the problem, and I want to give a w- bit of warning on this. A lot has changed in the twenty years because the internet has made everything so fast that impatience has increased so much like it's ridiculous and because we are bombarded with all this sort of stuff and motivation and advice and yada yada whatever it seems like the formula to getting rich is now so quicker but that is still so not true because humans have never changed and never will change all that has changed is the speed of information that's coming to you that you think that now if you want to get rich through property or building a property portfolio, it needs to happen so much quicker. So you've just got to be forewarned that it will still, in my opinion, take 10 years to see your property do well. And that will, in my view, never change. You'll have your ups and downs. You're still going to have to give it 10 years. But mentoring, yes, you're going to have to be open, but just a warning that it's still not going to happen overnight just because you're bombarded by mentors these days. Besides the common equity strategy, something as simple as adopting a polite attitude helps develop winning relationships between investors and lenders. Consequently, fast-tracking an investor's road to profits. Well, I mean, back then, the original, I'm referring to the original 10, it's, uh, it, it was using the equity strategy. Was One was buying on the market, buying distressed deals, which can happen now um, given the timing, especially, say, Sydney, Melbourne, that's adjusting, meaning building relationships with agents being nice helps that's another thing people forget to do um, being nice to being meaning being nice to realist relationships are everything um even in getting even in getting a loan relationship can be everything and and one thing i guess being an what does it take to be successful in business i think it's building relationships and building relationships in business and building relationships in property portfolio meaning you're going to buy more than four are completely the same meaning you want to know, have a good relationship with the agent, with your banks, with your valuers, with your builders, everybody. So they don't screw you over and they give you the best deal. So buying under market properties was one way of doing it. Um, 
by negotiating hard and just because people like you sometimes they just give you a good deal. Amir also recommends the waiting game, encouraging investors to buy properties in developing areas to sell in the future. And the other way was obviously buying properties that are not in the best conditions, um, especially in the Sydney suburbs, like say 10, 11, 12 years ago. The pro- areas like Wilma, Trigir, around the around Penrith, I mean, they, those, those properties were like $200,000 and now they average like five fifty. And, and And we'd buy them because they were housing commission properties our ex-housing commission properties and, and we'd renovate it. And, and once again, why would you create equity? Because you'd find a good builder. How would you find a good builder? Because you built a relationship, you know, still comes back to that simple principle and you'd, you'd get better deals in renovating. So a renovation that someone would normally get for 55 grand uh, would, would cost me 25 um, because of skills of negotiating um, with the builders. And so, so when I'd revalue those properties, when I spend twenty five thousand on the reno, the bank may possibly re- revalue it for fifty thousand dollars more, and that slight equity, as though it's not much, was sufficient for me to pull out and use as a deposit for your next property. He warns against cross collateralizing. Importantly, I never cross collateralize. That's a mistake people make: is that they use one property as security as the other, especially their principal place of residence. Every property I bought has always been a separate loan, separate account number. My personal view is I don't normally uh, leverage or I don't borrow more than a million dollars with one bank. So and we've got plenty of banks and now lenders and second tier lenders and third tier smaller lenders. And I would always spread my portfolio within all the banks. It is a headache because you've got a bank statement from every bank and, and all of that. But that's, that's, it's better than having it all and being taken away for some reason. Coming up after the break, we'll delve deeper into Zaki Amir's strategy and how he built a successful portfolio. It, it was using the equity strategy. Was One was buying under market, buying distressed deals. How he continues to buy properties. It comes back to business accounting skills, which is like income expenses, assets, liabilities. Shares his tips on risk-taking. In terms of financial risk, is the risk of if I risk money into this and I lose all that money, I'm okay with it. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Like what are the property hotspots or how do I start my portfolio? Clever ways to renovate and how to make an extra $50,000? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, Learn from the experts at the Property Buy Expo in Brisbane on the 26th to 27th of May. Use the promo code PI for a free 2-day pass valued at $50. For tickets and more information, visit the website at propertybuyexpo.com.au. Now back to the show. When planning for future property investments, Amir recommends what he calls a backward strategy where he considers his profits before even looking up the prices of potential future properties. Well, it, it comes back to business accounting skills, which is like income expenses, assets, liabilities. You've got to look at property the same way or property portfolio is like you've got the asset, which is the value of the house or apartment. You've got a liability, which is the account, uh, which is the, the mortgage. Income is rent and expenses are mortgage repayments, especially council rates and whatever. So. Banks look at it the same way and it's very important when you buy a property that it, it, is, it doesn't stop you from getting into your next property. So I always work backwards 
I go, if I need to get this next property, what does this property have to look like? Not what is, unfortunately, I'd say 99% make the mistake of what does the property really look like in terms of design as opposed to what does it really look like in numbers, which is way more important. So that's what I do. I'd make sure that whatever property I buy, it needs to allow me to buy the next property and then I work backwards. Meaning if I go to a bank or my broker or whatever, and if I say this property is um, half a million dollars, and this is the rent, then I'm going to ask the question, can I buy another half a million dollar property with this rent? And if he or she says no, this is a question, very important question to ask that majority of your brokers or lenders wouldn't even do is what is the purchase price of the property that I need to buy and the rent I need to get or the yield in order to buy my next property? And that gives you a completely different answer as opposed to no, you can't buy it or no, you cannot service for the next property. And then what you do is once you know that number, is then you go look for that property in a good area to match that number, which is going to allow you for the next property. For new property investors, Ami recommends detailed research on property brokers to ensure their credibility. If you're starting new or if you've got a property, is that look for the people who have the results and make sure they prove it. You know, you read a lot of stories about 50 properties, 200 properties, make sure they can prove it. <laughs> and honestly, maybe even ask for the title documents, just so you know that the person you're taking advice from has done it especially in these days of technology is why I'm saying it was different 10 years ago. Now everyone's kind of like these days a millionaire or some level. So make sure they've done it and make sure they can prove it. And if they can prove it, then you take their advice and, 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 and replicate their success. Ami also encourages investors to buy and push for more investments when opportunities arise, something that he as a property investor regrets not doing. Myself, 10 years ago, do more. I should have bought more. Unfortunately, I used the word should, which is not normally my vocabulary. But yeah, I should have bought more. I should have pushed more. Meaning, look, to, look, to a lot of people, they might look at me as crazy saying, well, I would never do that. But to me, I'm going, what should I have done more is I should have bought more property. You know, I should have put another one in and I should, you know, I should have bought more often, let's say, if I was to look back 10 years ago. Despite the clean-cut strategies that Mi has provided with listeners, he himself is starting to diverge away from investing purely in property, opting to take high risk for larger rewards. Well, it's mixed because I'm, you know, the way I'm, I'm doing things now, it's mixed between in all the states in Australia, it's mixed between properties with uh, other partners in terms of joint ventures. Uh, I've, I've bought blocks of lands now in the in, in syndicates, I guess, where you know you purchase a big block of land and then you you know you 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 rezone it and plot it up and sell it, and and then also buying here in in UAE in Dubai. So it's gone from the simple buy and hold equity strategy, which is still so key. Don't forget, very important. Remember that to to diversifying and other things. Does that mean I'm taking more risk? 100% it's more risk. Does the bread and butter buy and hold strategy work? 100% it works. Will it make you rich? 100% it will make you rich if, if you hold it for 10 years. Um, it's just because I, I guess I've always been like this. I get bored. I'm like, okay, let me do something else. However, Ami only encourages this when investors have worked with years of experience like him under their belt. For me, investing is a step-by-step process where you must start from the bottom. But but it all it all started from the those basic ones, and many I mean I mean many clients sometimes they don't even have property and they go oh 
but I want to do one that has a DA and I want to do this. I'm like, listen, you don't even have experience in that. Why don't you just start here? Once you risk it and take that experience and learn from it, then you stay. It's like going through, in a way through school, but you've got to start at the bottom, you know, and start there because usually the ones who go for the, the high risk, even the ones who buy off the plan, which I consider high risk unless you bought existing, is they're taking unnecessary risk. You know, I'm going to just go buy an existing house, then buy your next one and then, you know, step into other things. He defines risk as how accepting the risk taker is of potentially losing all their money from a single investment. That's how I define risk. And if you're not okay, yeah, if you're not okay with it, then I go, okay, you got to reduce your risk. So when I look at off the plan and you buy an off the plan, it could be even in the CBD of Sydney or Melbourne, whatever. And you're, you're guaranteed like, okay, it will get rented. But I'm going, well, what's the risk of, is it going to be built in time? What's the risk of when it gets built in time, it's going to go down in value, like it might happen now in this year in Sydney or next year. And if you can't risk that, well, then why are you doing it? Why don't you just go buy an existing property because the bank's going to value it and they're going to tell you how much it's worth because it's today's price. That's how I look at it. And the good thing about buying an existing property is that it is already a proven track record which allows you to know exactly how much that market or that property is worth in this current market and we know that you know obviously over time prices change as well. So the other question I had for you is what are you most excited about in your property journey over the next say five years? Look, if, if anything, I want to keep growing. I mean, I, I, ideally, I guess my dream now would be uh, will be to look in different countries and have built different buildings or projects or communities uh, done by me or my company, you know, and and seeing my, I guess, the company name, you know, in part of the development will make me proud. That's That's what I look forward to. He has five books he'd like to recommend despite an overloading distribution of information. I'd say the books I'd recommend are the ones written like back in the days, the 50s and the 60s. The ones I'd recommend are um, Magic of Thinking Big, Thinking Grow Rich, The Richest Man in Babylon, and The Alchemist. I reckon if you read those four, four books, it'll give you a good understanding of life and, and, and success and mentality. Of course, you can read the standard Rich Dad Poor Dad too, uh, which is a bit more modern. But let's just say those five, if you go back and keep reading and keep reading it, you're just going to have to ask yourself, am I doing it? And you'll still see that, no, you can do more because I can still do more. But those are the five books I'd recommend that that would explain life no matter what changes in technology. A personal habit that has contributed to mere success is his financial discipline. Discipline, I think when it comes to finances, uh, being broke is also being disciplined. Then you start making money, then you have too much money and it's um, it's interesting, you know, like it doesn't stop and you've got to learn to manage money well, especially, especially when you start making money and, and for everyone who's building a property portfolio, after a few years, you're going to see you've got equity, you've got to have choices, you can pull some equity out, you may go on a holiday, you may sell a property. I mean, I have a 23-year-old staff member who, because of the Sydney market doing well, she just sold and cashed out on $250,000. You're 23 and you have $250,000. Um, what do you do with what that do money? You do? Yep. Yeah. So she, t- thankfully, she takes my advice and I said, you need to put it away quickly for six months. And she did in a term deposit account. And the reason I said that is because it takes it away from you because you're not used to that money. And number two, it gives you six months to really think about what to do with that money. And that's my advice. Um, it's about it's about managing money. 
Like, uh, it's very key. With the development of business underway, Amir's dream design property is opening up for more clients. With the company goal of providing the best personalized strategies and advice for beginners in property investment. So DDP or dream design property, we, we or myself, I created it simply because I built my portfolio and I thought, hey, there are people like me. Why don't I give advice on how to build a property portfolio? So it's for anyone who wants to start a property portfolio or expand their property portfolio or fast track it. Uh, we do it in a turnkey sort of one-stop shop, which is from from property strategists who also have portfolios, meaning you're taking advice from people who've got property. We have our own finance company, so who also own property, so that you can get, you know, I guess, good advice in terms of uh, what your financial situations are, or how much you can borrow, and what you need to buy to get to the next property. We have a team of buyers agents who look for the properties who've built relationships around the country. And, and and also the conveyances and solicitors. So it was it, it was in a way because I was working full time in a bank and didn't really have time to do all of this. So I thought, well, why not create something where a client can come in because most people are busy anyway and they pay a fee. We will end with Amir letting listeners know how to contact him. We do the whole thing for you and, and you make the decision or the client makes a decision. In terms of contacting uh, me or through our website, it's www.ddpproperty.com.au or dreamdesignproperty.com.au and yeah, you can get in touch with me or my my team. Thank you to Zaki and me, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar, Zaki and me and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, then head over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com to receive your free case studies. Thanks for listening.